Hey everybody, Brian here. Just wanted to let you know before the show started tonight that we had some issues uh, at the beginning of this. Um, guest Mike was different than we had originally started with and we had to work around that. Um, and I had a little blurb where I was testing to see if it was on my end and forgot to unmute. So there is a big pause, but everything gets cleared up around the nine minute mark. So if you can't stand to listen, fast forward to that, but you can pretty much make out the conversation before and uh, at nine minutes, things get a lot smoother. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Today is Thursday, March 9th, 2023, and this is episode 338 of the Lots Project podcast, and it's another episode of Lots to Talk About, our weekly, bi-weekly, I guess, uh, interview show put out two a week live on Monday nights, and these ones on Thursday nights are pre-recorded, but hopefully I'm sitting over there in the chat. Uh, check on over there and see if I'm active and uh, hanging out watching the interview with you guys and premiering it on Thursday nights. And tonight we're going to be talking about well-being through shamanic journeys. Um, my guest is a spiritual coach and teacher who focuses on mental and emotional well-being through the art of shamanic journeys. His company, Light Trails, has a mission to assist others on their journey from suffering to inner peace and joy. While he's spending time in Germany, Norway, and Hawaii, he's also in the process of building a decentralized network of nonprofit organizations that are aiming to build low entrance barrier refuges, refuge, refuges for people to find healing and regeneration. With that, I would love to welcome to lots to talk about Martin Tice. How are you doing, Martin? I'm good, Brian. Thank you. How are you? Ah, yeah, another day, another day. It's um, it's definitely a journey. And as I, I looked at your profile as you came across uh, came across the inbox, I I saw journey, and I I dug in a little bit. And those kind of keywords with what I'm pursuing in life uh, really resonated with me. So I reached out, and uh, we had a nice little chat yesterday. I really appreciate the the before chat. Um, but introduce uh, yourself to my guests and uh, and who is Martin? That I, I, I feel like uh, I know that it's often an easy entrance question, but that is kind of like the hardest question to answer. Who am I, right? So uh, I, I'll just postpone that. But basically, um, as you mentioned in the introduction, I'm, I'm working with a shamanic journey. That is something that I've been doing for a really long time. And when I um, reestablished my coaching practice, I was really soul searching for what is it that I bring to the table that is unique in its sense and where I can speak my truth in that sense, right? And because I've done these many journeys for such a long time, I felt like this is a really beautiful way to incorporate that and to uh, maybe just introduce the concept of the shamanic journey. Some people have heard about 
medicinal plants where you take them and you have a shaman or someone accompany you and facilitate that session. And that is a different kind of journey. I'm working with the drum, kind of like a frame drum or a buffalo drum. And I just drum that drum and the rhythm is helping the people to reach similar states. It might not be as intense as a psychedelic trip, but it is still a lot of communication with our subconscious so that that element of inner communication, inner reflection is what the shamanic journey makes so powerful that we get to connect with our higher self or our deeper self, whatever you want to call it, right? And so that is basically what I do and uh, why, I, why I established this path and why I work with people in that sense. You're muted. Brian? You're muted. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, That's okay. I just didn't know what to do. I wrote a, a, a chat, but it didn't go through. I was I was getting a little feedback on yours, and I was wondering if it was my mic. Um, so I muted it, and then totally, um, yeah, forgot to unmute it. <laughs> but anyway, um, you were talking about the drums and um, and how they're effective to. Uh, almost as effective as psychedelics to get you into that same state of mind. And I was saying that as, as I've looked into that a little bit, I've looked into the Ayatasca ceremonies and, and st stuff like that, and it always seems like there is drums involved and the rhythmic and the chanting. Um, and I can see how that would correlate and, and bring you into that same space, uh, even without the psychedelics. I think, I think they complement each other together, but they're both very powerful tools separate. Absolutely. And um, the, the, the interesting thing for me was that I was always a little bit hesitant or maybe even also afraid of what happens if I open this door with, with such a big key, like mushrooms or acid or whatever it is. And so for, um, for someone who feels like they're, they're more in-depth, the, the beautiful combination with the work that I do with emotional well-being is that people who have no connection to themselves or have kind of cut themselves off from that sphere in themselves have a lot of suppressed emotions oftentimes, not always, but there is often a lot of suppression going on. And so if we would use um, microdosing, is different, but if I would go on a big mushroom trip, that might be this Pandora's box that 
opened and all this stuff that I usually held my lid on comes out. So I love uh, the approach of the shamanic journey without medicines in the sense that our subconscious and our kind of like how our suppression is still going on, but we're, we're outside of our comfort zone. So if there's something that's really uncomfortable, it might not come up for a long time, but we're peeling away layers as we feel more and more comfortable to un unravel that. Gotcha. Um, are you using um, earbud by chance for a microphone? I'm using, I'm using my microphone here. I'm getting this a, weird, this weird feedback. Um, okay. When you're talking, okay. it's like a crackly. Is it the same mic you used yesterday when we talked? No, sadly not. But I can change it. I'm sorry. If if you could just jump on a, a different one, we'll see if it's cleared up. I I um, I don't want people to not hear what you're saying because it's it's fascinating to me. So, it's no what? problem. And I see your message over here that I'm muted. I'm, <laughs> I have uh, I have my notes sitting on that side of the page. And when we're doing uh, recorded interviews, we, there usually isn't a chat. So I cover that up. And yeah, that was smart. <laughs> um, go ahead and, and uh, when you're done, give me uh, give me something. Yeah. I've, I've, oh, perfect. I've, I've changed oh, that's, the mic. Okay. oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, okay. Sorry. But uh, yeah. no, no, uh, we'll be able to pick up what you said and I'll try to clean it up a little bit. But from here on, it's going to be super clear. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate yeah. you taking a second to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So what what kind of led you down this road? I mean, since you were a kid. Was there a point in your life that you realized that you had had some trauma that you needed to be healed? Um, I've found in in my life the biggest changes and the biggest healing, quote unquote, healing that I've done were things I didn't even know were bothering me. Um, things that had very adverse effects on my life. And after I took care of the the symptom, it made me kind of realize that there was more to it. But if I had just kept going along, I didn't realize that I had some shit going on. Um, did you have a discovery like that? Was there something that led you down the path to kind of explore this? And I mean, you have to have a passion for it to kind of make it your life. Yeah. So um, I would I would say there's there's uh, like you mentioned, sometimes we're unaware of certain aspects, but I would say that I was a really unhappy person and I knew I was unhappy. I was really depressed for a long time and it was coming in and out so it wasn't like a chronic depression that just kept on going and it was never treated but i i had these mood swings you know and the depression was a constant um kind of constant just a constant in my life and so um when i started with the shamanic journeys uh it was it was helping me to disidentify pretty much with before I would say before that that whole spiritual knowledge and awareness and understanding uh, slowly showed up in my life I, I was really identified with that mood or with that emotion with that feeling so there was no no um, observer in that sense right and so um, it was something that because I feel I've, I've never been an alcoholic, but I feel like if you have a certain kind of depression, at least from my experience and what I hear from other people, it just kind of feels like it's always there. I still have that from from time to time. It's gotten so much lighter and less than it used to be, but it's 
in no way that I say I'm completely free. This does never come back. So there are certain triggers that trigger that kind of that feeling again. But what changed over time was that um, the intervals got longer of the periods where I felt well and the intensity got less, you know, so it's not as, as uh, intense because of that um, ability to kind of like observe that and really understand this is not me. This is not uh, this. I don't have to believe that this is true. Basically it is just something that will pass. And if I stay with my emotions, if I keep on breathing, if I feel what is just showing up right now, and thank you for uh, letting me speak about this just right now. Oh, um, I feel like in, in depression, it is often said that is anger towards oneself, right? And so when, when I am able to feel that anger, to feel how angry I am about myself and, and that weapon I use against myself, then this is the remedy, right? But until we get to that point where we really understand this is anger, like A, for me, knowing how anger feels took a long, long time. You know, I didn't even know what it felt like. My teacher was asking me, how do you feel? And I was just like, I don't know, you know? So, um, yeah. I, and I think the shamanic journeys, because they helped me so much on this journey of self-discovery, of like integrating these emotions, is something where I feel there's so much value in that because it helps people step by step to unravel this rather than to just be enlightened in a, from one moment to the other, and then to just shed everything, right? It, it's possible, but I, I feel like we oftentimes need some hands on practical things that we can do. Right. Yeah. I, as you kind of explained uh, a couple things there, some things really popped into my head. One was um, with the depression. I think, I think, something that I've noticed and, and something I heard kind of in what you were talking about is once you recognize it, once you know it's there and accept it that, Hey, this is just, it is what it is. Um, you can start observing and seeing, like you said, the, the intervals become longer. Um, you're dealing with it. You're kind of understanding it, but you're also observing and realizing what, makes you go there which helps you kind of explore how to not necessarily avoid that but why it's happening and maybe there's some reason it is happening and it's it needs to happen and then when you talked about anger and depression being um being angry at yourself it almost feels like it might be the body's punishment like when I'm angry, my, my punishment to myself is depression. Like that, that kind of really makes sense in my head. Like it's a, it's your body's, this is what, this is what feeling angry at yourself. We all know what it feels like to be angry at someone else um, yeah. or something, but is depression or some, some depression, the body's symptom of being angry at yourself? Um, is that how it manifests? And and the way you, you described it, it really it it really looks like it could be and and not necessarily angry at yourself, but it's the body's um, symptom of something's not right here. Maybe we should figure it out. Um, but the way it manifests in people is the exact opposite. That's the exact opposite of the way it makes you feel is 
I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to do anything. Um, so that's really, that's really interesting, um, correlation between the anger and the depression. They're like two opposite, like as you growing up and everybody's telling you about your emotions and you're learning all of this stuff. Um, you would say anger and depression are opposite ends of things, anger, ah, and then depression is you're in a little hole, but, but equating them like that really changes the perspective. Yeah. And I think while you were speaking, um, I, I had for the first time the image that we all usually know how it feels to be angry at someone, like you said, but to that, that interesting part where, where depression is that we are one and the same person is both the generator of that anger and also the recipient of that anger. And so that is a really intense, negative, double emotion. In a sense, we get anger, we get anger out, which is, we usually feel shitty if we're angry at someone, right? We just, <laughs> just uh, blow our lid off. And then I'm, I'm really feeling remorseful and I'm, I have, feels shitty afterwards right and that in itself is a is a really negative low state of energy but if i'm right. also the recipient of that discharge then it makes total sense that depression feels so depleted of energy and kind of like i don't want to do anything right so that was a really uh helpful description thank you there <laughs> yeah yeah that's why we're here we have discussions to kind of learn from each other i i've always kind of i when I started doing interviews, I always tried to focus on things that I knew. Like, I want to bring people on and talk about the things I know. Um, I'm finding my interviews with stuff I have no idea about way more enlightening, way more beneficial to myself and, and hopefully my audience. Because as I get interested, I'm poking at you um, and hopefully they don't know and they're learning too. So I appreciate you coming on and talking about things that I'm really not familiar with and uh, kind of guiding us through that. So so I, I see in my notes here to talk about totem animals. Does this kind of tie in to um, what we're at now or might this be something to hit on later? Um, what that is and kind of its relevance? So the, the I, I think it's it's always a good time because uh, the, the totem or spirit animals are basically uh, our potential showing up in an in a in a in a different form you know and in the Native American or um, probably also Eurasian the the whole context where where uh, shamanism originated from I I don't know if they have totem animals I know in South and North America they do. And so um, it is about our potential showing up in animal form. And it helps us to kind of learn from that and to see it a little bit more objectively, if that makes sense. If I'm overly critical of myself and I have a certain way of perceiving myself with all my faults and it's pretty much set. But if I look at an animal... I can learn from that animal because I, I'm not identified in that sense with that, what it does, right? So and if I do it with a really um, easy application of that, I often love to talk about um, my totem animals in order to explain what I can learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, when we look at the sea turtle, which is a, a totem animal that showed up just re- just when I started to go to Hawaii and be more in the ocean and it, or maybe it's not a totem animal, but a power animal in that sense. 
The only difference is that totem animals or spirit animals are there for a lifetime. They are like, we meet that animal and then they are our guide or sidekick or whatever you want to call it. And there are other animals that just support us for a certain amount of time. And so I always had this feeling of not, of being kind of like slow, not being fast enough. And um, in my dreams, I would really have these dreams where I couldn't move and I really needed to move, could to shift my whole weight into myself and to kind of try to get forward. And when I started working with the sea turtle, I understood that in some ways, my element where I'm really agile and where I'm, where I'm moving more easily is the water and water in that translation is emotion, right? So when I'm not in emotion, when I'm kind of like cutting myself off and only in rational, in my rational space, I'm really sluggish and I need a lot of effort to be intelligent or to work on things. But if I embrace that element, the water, then there is where I'm really in my in my original habitat. I don't know if that makes any sense for you by listening. Oh yeah, to oh that. for sure. Oh for sure. You you really kind of circle back and um visualizing the difference. Um I mean everybody's seen a sea turtle um and the difference on the sand when they're going to lay eggs and the difference when they're in the water is like graceful and beauty and the other is like oh my god i want to help it because it just looks like it's struggling <laughs> um so yeah I, I totally get the connection how do you figure that out i mean obviously you have guidance um you have a shaman helping you um is this is this through, um, like you were referring to with the drums, um, through a meditative state? Does this, does this, do you explore that internally? Or are you kind of describing or talking about yourself and then someone observing from the outside kind of presents this idea to you? Is this an internal, do you know, do you see what I'm saying? Is this an internal or is this yeah. a guided thing that someone should probably have help with? It depends on the level of intuition and inner inner like self-reflection, I would say. If I'm a really contemplative person and I'm I'm um, reflecting a lot in my inner landscape and how I feel and if I work with my I work a lot with my dreams, like I mentioned, okay. that reoccurring dream. So I um, I would say dreams and shamanic journeys are really closely related, only that in dreams we are more I at least am more uh, reactive. I, it's kind of like watching a movie or something that happens in a shamanic journey. I'm at least somewhat aware of what is happening and that I'm in a shamanic journey. But in a dream, even though after 15 years of working with my dreams, I still don't recognize I'm dreaming and the, the weirdest stuff can come up and I'm, oh, that's funny. How is that possible? But I'm not, <laughs> not coming up with the idea or concept. I'm actually dreaming right now. Right. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, you are. I, 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 there is a point. There is there is a starting point in your brain at some point. Chemistry, what something is causing that? Um, whether it's 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 flowing through you or out of you or what, it's processing in your head. So, I mean, you are a little bit. Um, dreams intrigue me, uh, and it sounds like you work with them a lot. I have several people I've talked to about it and there's just so much a wide variety of people that remember them people that have vivid dreams people that lucid dream 
are there things that we can do to kind of tap into that? Um, something that just somebody that would be more interested in really remembering or dreaming um, more vividly. Are there techniques for that? Um, I know this is kind of off on a little tangent, but uh, the fact that you've worked with your dreams for 15 years, has there something that you kind of dial in? I would say probably if someone doesn't remember their dreams on like, there are some people that I talked with who say, I can't remember my dreams. I never do. I would love to dream. I, I, I hear all of these people relating their dreams, but I don't. And I would say that from, from the, the workshop and the, 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 the um, expertise I gathered in those years, I really dove into that is that there's oftentimes trauma, a traumatic situation or a dream like a nightmare that we just don't want to have anymore. And they are really closely related. So um, in order to be able to remember our dreams, if it's just not happening, I would say the shamanic journey would be the perfect thing to start because we are more conscious. We can say what we allow and what we don't allow, what feels comfortable, when to open our eyes, when it just gets to that point where we feel this gets too frightening, right? So I feel this is an approach. Other than that, um, I've often heard that if you have the intention before going to, to bed that today I'm going to dream or I will remember my dream, that just holding that intention, even if it takes a while, would be, would be opening that channel up again. But I don't have any experience with that because I've always been dreaming so much and uh, I'm a light sleeper, you know, so maybe it's different for people who really sleep like a rock, uh, but I, it just needs to drop a pin needle in the room and I'm awake, you know, so I'm really, really a shallow from, from that point of view, but that's where the dream, <laughs> that's where we right. dream, right? So I, uh, I've seen, I've seen people suggest uh, like a notepad next to the bed and it's that, it's yeah. that immediate when you wake up, if you think about it, you can remember it and recall. But if you get put your feet on the ground and start processing, that's where it just kind of flows away. So there's that important moment when you wake up and you have to, like you said, if you set intentions before you sleep, um, there's a possibility that you still have that mindset when you wake up that you're like, okay, what happened? And uh, you have that that's that moment to kind of capture that. Absolutely. And uh, oftentimes what happens, and I really um, experienced that myself, is that we oftentimes wake up when we change our body position. And so it is sad because of our body is also a, a kind of like memory sponge. If we, if we return to position to the position where we slept in, we will remember or get at least access to that, which we just slipped out of. Uh, and from, from that point on, we can just retrace like these images to have that to kind of like peel or pull on a cord. We have that beginning of the cord. And from that on, we can kind of like slowly work our way backward in what happened. But if we try to go to the beginning of the dream, we couldn't. But if we go from the last image, we remember then sometimes a, a whole a sequence of dreams opens up from there. 
Yeah. I always want to, I always want to, um, I get in those moments where I wake up and I'm like, no, I want to go back. I want to go back. And <laughs> it was just getting good. What happened? Yeah. yeah. I'm like closing my eyes going, I just want to go back. It never happens. Never happens. So, um, so shaman, shamanic journey. Um, is it kind of like, uh, the, what's the process? Do you, is it like going to a doctor or a psychologist or a mechanic? I mean, do you kind of do your research and reach out and find someone and, and just start talking or, or what kind of, what is the, what is this process? What is this journey that you, and I have to assume that a journey, the journey doesn't end. Um, it might take a different guide but it never really ends um, or are they short journeys that all add up into a lifetime? Mm -hmm. I know that was were, too huge loaded. There were, there were quite, quite a few of questions embedded <laughs> in that, but um, <laughs> let, let's just see. I would say that from the one thing that you asked about the journey, um, one of my, my, the catchphrases that I use, which was an idea of my friend is the journey has just begun because it always continues. Like if, if the last years of my experience and my work with this are any indicator how it goes on, if it, if that's even possible, then I would say it's just, we start to open, open this chapter or maybe dive into that rabbit hole. But it, we just like in the matrix, we just really see how deep it really goes and it doesn't end right. because I would say that is connected with our consciousness and that, that experiencing consciousness, experiencing itself itself, that there is no end to that circular, um, unraveling process of consciousness becoming aware of itself right so it is just that continuously learning understanding more and, and really understanding that i don't really understand anything that is something that is the platonic i think it's P plato right or it's socrates i don't know maybe socrates so um to really understand that we 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 know just a tiny tiny fraction of what really not really what what exists and to, well, to yeah. be, be okay with that you know yeah. to not have to know everything and it's it's fine i'm i'm confident and content that uh, this journey keeps on going and it is not about the goal it is about the journey and i mean you know probably since you've been on on your journey for such a, a such a interesting ride that the saying has so much truth in it, even though we sometimes, I sometimes get caught by wanting to arrive. If I'm on a road trip, I just want to get to where I want to go. And even if there's the most beautiful um, scenic point where I would have to go a little bit, I just don't want to go there right. because I'm tired. Right. So, yep. but the journey is basically really continuous. Continues. Yeah, I, I've, I've found that in a lot of so the show kind of bases on the not system stuff, the getting out of the programming, getting out of um, normal medicine and thought processes. And I, so I started diving into a lot of that. And I find a common theme in almost all alternatives is whether it's spirituality or health or whatever that they are rabbit holes that go way deeper than um, what is presented as normal. 
So you got your, you got your doctor, your normal medical doctor, and it is, it is what it is. It's the surface. Like they're going to give you drugs. They're going to, they're going to do this. They're going to do this. Once you start diving into different things like spirituality and uh, holistic medicine, the, the journey never ends. Like you don't see an end. Um, and I related that to when we finally sold our homestead and we were down here, we had already decided we were going to be on the road, but we officially had nowhere to go. Like literally and figuratively had nowhere to go. And it was this freeing feeling that I have nowhere to be and nowhere to go fast. Um, I'm going to take my time and see where we go. Um, let let the destination present itself and realizing the destination is only a stopping point on the rest of the journey. Um, and it opened up a lot of free thinking and a lot of ideas for me, just having that um, realization that, okay, we can do whatever we want. Like we can go west or north or east or south or not move or move or move tomorrow. or um, And it's really a different responsibility um but a great feeling yeah yeah and that that is what i mean that it is at least for me it comes and goes you know sometimes and i would say if i'm if i'm really more close-minded and just really more ego identified to really put it simply then i want to get to the goal i want to have my wishes fulfilled i want the life that i want right and whenever i'm being able to let go of that and to just embrace the journey and sit and, and let go of my expectations of how it ought to be then that is where the magic happens right where we are open where we see beautiful things where it's not about consumption or anything it's just spending time with either myself if i'm by myself or with the people around me and and enjoying the moment right yep so um i loaded you down with a bunch of questions before but i kind of want to circle yes. back to the the process like so somebody somebody knows they have some things they want to explore or maybe they don't and they're trying to figure out if they do like they just kind of have a feeling something's not right what is the process if they were would like to explore a shamanic journey or or, or kind of go down this path yeah, so the the process is really um, relatively easy in the sense that we um, we lay down, close our eyes, and depending on if I'm doing it by myself, I might have a drum track, uh, YouTube, wherever you can find it, or you um, you have someone who can provide you with a drum track, and then you listen to that. And I would say at, at first, it's probably if I don't know anything about it, it might not really be advisable to just do it solo by myself. But even if I, it's not, uh, it's not impossible. It's just like, it would be nice to know what am I, why am I doing this to get the help with kind of like the, the arrangement, like, why am I doing this? What is my intention? What journey am I doing? And is that journey able, uh, capable in reflecting that back to me, giving me an answer? And so I would say it's probably easier to do it with someone who has some kind of experience and guidance, but it's not necessary. And um, 
then you just lay down, close your eyes. I uh, usually, in my workshops, tell people to bring a blanket and a pillow because it's just like, it is a little bit different than a meditation where we sit up straight and are more uh, aware on our posture. In the shamanic journeys, I do, um, um, what is that called? Uh, kind of like a relaxation exercise. That was the word I was looking for. And so it is about really letting go of all these barriers and the, the, the whole musculature and the body to relax and to really get into this um, different state. It is also about that the brain waves change. And so um, it is about that relaxation. And then I start to drum, right? Or the drum tape starts and that person has their agenda you know if it is i want to find my totem animal let's just take a really easy example then that person will be doing a shamanic journey to find their totem animal and either they have spoken to someone who knows how to do it or they read up on it or whatever it is and then um that is basically it it's really not complicated at all so it's it's almost like um so if you're if you're doing it by yourself and you're 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 kind of teaching yourself it would almost be equated to like a, a guided meditation more than just a a free meditation where um i imagine you're focusing on something with the drums it, it seems like all of the the i don't want to call them spiritual awakening or um just finding a different level than than we're kind of taught to to be on um, discovering totem animals or um, finding trauma all seems to be discovered in um, I don't want to say an altered state, but a different, like you were talking brain waves, putting your mind into uh, almost a resting um, non like non-interactive state. So it can actually process um, using those parts of the brains that we don't use. Um, so is this, is, is it, is it a similar process to, I mean, you mentioned meditation, um, but you're not focusing on the body. You're more focusing on the sound. Um, is it about the focus? I would, I would also say the, the, we don't focus on the sound. We are really, we are, our bodies are laying on the floor. And if you look at the concept, the, the part of the soul or the soul itself, is moving to a different kind of reality so there is this this aspect of the drum is just the canoe as often said where that helps us to cross over and we're not really focusing on anything physical it is oftentimes that i don't even remember the drum like when i get out of a shamanic journey and my my mentor is facilitating sometimes depending on the journey i can't even remember either it's gone like she starts and it's already over or it takes forever and the drum is having all these different, it sounds almost like it's speaking to me or it has animal voices or it supports that journey. So it's not really uh, the intention to stay present in that physical space, but really to jump off into that other reality and to experience whatever it is we intend to come. And I just wanted to mention, and it's not really that I intended to come, it's my, it's what, comes up right it's almost like giving up control and just 
being with what the subconscious wants to communicate in order for me to to have my intention um, brought about. And I just wanted to say that it is not a guided meditation. It is okay. because I'm not speaking. The person will, I will just start with, with that relaxation exercise. We go over, over a rainbow bridge, which is basically going through the chakras in the body, but just in a visual sense. And then I repeat the, 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 the journey for the person that what is it they, they, are doing in this journey and then i start to drum and they're on them by themselves on their own you know okay yeah so you you you, you set the seed you and and let the mind take it um yeah and speak to you um not through intention like it is intentional obviously um but not in the way we normally think you let you you set your set your set your seed and let your mind kind of tell you what what you need to know um this is it's hard to verbalize for me but this is kind it of is, it is kind of what absolutely. i'm picturing it is um, it is and that is that is the difficulty why um i feel oftentimes i am struggling with communi communicating um verbally or through through any kinds of um media channels it is a very experiential thing and is almost like those who've done it know what it is and those who've not done it, the words might not really be able to explain what it is. So it, there's always this because it is a very experiential um, thing. Yeah. It, feel, it feels like if you're open to it and you're open to exploring it, it can be a very powerful thing very quickly. Um, I feel if you really are dedicated and you you decide hey i want to let control i want to i want to kind of um like you said let let can let go and let your your mind um take over i think it could end up being pretty powerful pretty quickly um is that an experience that people have or is this something more that you're going to work on i mean i i'm not saying there's an overnight transformation but i feel like it it has some more immediate um returns and benefits or realizations um to really dive into quickly it does and and um the overnight transformations happen you know like and not not like from on a total scale but if i look at um, on Saturday, I was in my supervision group and I had the intention to look at why am I, why am I constantly sabotaging myself in the process of um, selling my product? And why am I always kind of afraid to mention what it costs because I feel there is a tie to I'm not worth it, right? So we often, often have that correlation between self-worth and the money we ask for our products. And many, many people struggle with that. And so the journey was really coming, going back to trusting life. And even as, as superficial as it sounds, if, if uh, I have to state that if I'm afraid of what happens and that I need to control every instance in my life, there is really not much room for the universe to bring good stuff to me because I have the underlying feeling that I need to control and make sure that I'm safe and that nothing bad happens, right? So right. 
these transformations happen, but the integration is also something that we that we have to work on, right? Even if I have that revelation, our patterns are still oftentimes going to all towards the old, and then I have that new knowledge, and it is that work that I actually invest in relationships or saying I'm sorry if I'm not used to if I kind of like never did that then saying I'm sorry is really hard for the first couple of times so yeah yeah I I see um yeah it seems the the discovery and it 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 seems like it it, across the board quite a bit but this the discovery is the powerful um oh my god moment and then the hard work starts of actually um, and I think being powerful uh, and being impactful drives people to make the changes. Um, and I think the more powerful it is, the more likely they're going to actually latch on and do the work to make it a realization um, and believe it. Uh, but yeah, I, I see where you're saying that the the aha moment is the the, the easy part of this. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not easy, but the easier part. And then the work to actually put that into practice and listen to it is, is the more difficult. Is that part of, of what you do, um, work on implementing the realizations? Or are you more of a, of a guide to help find these um, find these ideas, find these uh, answers, and then give people strategies to work on it? Or do you, you know, um, is that the end of it for you once we've, we've started realizing these and, and then it's on the person? You know, the beautiful, the beautiful part of this work, what is so, so what kept, kept me drawn to it is that it's a holistic model that there is in, in each kind of like if we look at atomic molecular uh, physical models that in, in each small section, the whole is already, or the seed of a tree, like all the information of the tree is already in the seed. And the similar thing is with the medicine wheel or the shamanic journeys that I have been taught in that everything is already contained in everything. And that sounds like a really abstract thing, but what it means is that my program i didn't really have to do a lot because of the the role model or the 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 concept of the the holistic model that i've been working with and i know this this might be a little um hard to grasp but i'm working with this life system which is learn integrate fuel and evolve and it there's it is a circle right so mm-hmm. we learn something we integrate that we fuel kind of like that as we mentioned the integration is a difficult part but that gives us more energy to kind of like get into a new traje- trajectory or to kind of like get out of our used patterns out of our rut and then after that evolution has happened we learn again and we do that continuously so it's a continuous process and I am I am um, depending on what pe- what people's intentions are I I'm introducing that system and also the way of the shamanic journeys if they've done my program after 16 weeks they have seen enough and know enough to keep on doing it by themselves you know okay. that was always my idea to empower people 
if they want you to stay along for the ride, but if they if they to give them all that is necessary for them to continue this this work on their own, and to keep on learning because it is a, a kind of like a spiral that is continuously moving upward, right? We always get to learn, integrate, fuel, and evolve, and that never ends. Like you said, the journey always continues. I feel as as you progress, and and this is usually in anything, but um, I've noticed it in meditation or yoga. The further you go, the more you, questions you ask, but the more tools you have to guide yourself, and then you reach out less to a mentor or a guru or someone when you get stuck or you need a shift of gears, you have people that you reach out to. Um, once you get that, like you go to the yoga class to learn yoga and then you kind of make it your own. Um, but when you're having trouble, you go ask that yogi again, Hey, how do I break through? Is that kind of the same thing with a shaman? I would say at least in my experience, um, it is, it is that, as you mentioned, the, the teacher, the master, the guru can only, the, the, the job of the guru is to help us understand that we, ha we are the same, right? That we don't need a guru in the first place, right? So that makes total sense that the journey that you describe, where it is more about I need to know if nobody can tell me how I feel. I need to know how I feel. I need to know how I got here and how to get out of it. It is nice to have a mentor or a guru kind of hold my hand and help me through it if it gets difficult. But the the journey is always about that self-empowerment, self-realization. And if we look at the the the, the realization of we are consciousness itself, then that is just no one no one can help us with that because it's an experiential thing right so it makes total sense that it is less and less using or needing the help and and the expertise or whatever it is we get from these masters on which path we are on right mm -hmm. i'm always happy when my teacher helps me out if i'm if i have a blind spot or something because i just can't see it and i'm really grateful for that but she get sometimes frustrated because I should know that by now, you know? <laughs> it's the whole, uh, the student has become the teacher um, model that you've heard over over all the old movies and everything. It's the, always the teacher has become the master, the, the student has become the, the master. Um, so you spend time all over the world, but uh, Hawaii is kind of where you're building something. Um, you want to take a few minutes and kind of tell us what you're, what you're trying to, put together there or are you building this in all the locations you you visit so as you mentioned uh in the intro that i think the that it's twofold one thing would be building a network because i feel like um at least from talking about this on podcasts but also with other people there's quite many movements of people who have similar ideas and to just have a network of people who kind of like come together and creating maybe a manual or a SOP or something to help other people that want to do that in their region. And to just be a, a kind of like a conglomerate or a co collective of people 
whose intent is to build refuges or uh, sanctuaries for people to heal and transform. And that would be the one thing. But the other thing is, as you mentioned, Hawaii, I personally feel drawn that this is my, this is my happy place. It's my home where I always feel most alive, where I'm in the ocean. As I mentioned, the sea turtle, it's all the animals there. And the Pacific Ocean is just like, it just feels like home to me, even though I'm born in Germany, right? And um, so the intention to build the sanctuary there is just because if I, if I could wish anywhere to be anywhere and grow old anywhere then it would be there and to facilitate these processes with people and invite them into this sanctuary where they could heal and benefit from these healing energies that the hawaiian islands and that place in the world brings and um, other people might live in i don't know just portugal or spain and say well we've got a piece of land we want to do this how can we do it and to come together as a community so that we can share the knowledge on how to best proceed you know that's fantastic so kind of kind of build um build your vision uh but also be a resource and hopefully network more resources so people can build their vision um not exactly like yours but with the guidance of others that have done it themselves because it's all it, it just like the shamanic journeys i have to imagine any sanctuary someone puts together is going to be of their of of what they envision it's i mean it, it's really uh, counterintuitive for you to set up like cookie cutter uh franchises for everyone it's more has to be a personal journey to make it theirs um but that's fantastic and uh what a great resource for people that would want to explore like what you want to do in Hawaii and, but also a resource for people looking to take that journey um, and an entry point into that and resource. So uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And if anybody's listening and they want to, they want to reach out, I, I highly encourage it. I've, I've enjoyed all our chats for sure. Um, we're um, I'm going to have all your link, your, your link to um, your website, uh, is light, um, lighttrails.co, correct? Yes. That's going to be in the, in the, in the video description and the audio description. Um, where else can people find you? Uh, is that pretty much the main spot or do you have a online community that, uh, that is other than that? Um, I want to talk about like where people can find you and then kind of give you the floor uh, for closing, closing uh, remarks here. But uh, yeah, we're running up on an hour. So where can people find you or interact with you? Yeah. So the interaction would probably be best on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm struggling a little bit with social media, but LinkedIn is a place where I feel there's still quite a lot of um, good connections and content going on. So if you have a LinkedIn profile, you can use that. And funnily enough, if you look for me, the SEO of LinkedIn is so much better than my websites that it <laughs> usually comes up. But um, my website is a great place and um, I have tons of resources. I, I always wanted to start in recording shamanic journeys and to put them on YouTube. It's just not happened yet. So maybe if you hear this, check out YouTube. There's a little bit of stuff that I have on my Light Trails uh, channel. But other than that, I would just always say reach out. You know, I'm like, as I mentioned in the, in the beginning, 
I am in the luxurious position that I have quite some time at this moment. It is starting to decrease and I'm getting more and more work from people. But at this moment, I would say if you have a question, just always feel free to reach out and ask. And I'm always happy to respond. Awesome. I will definitely uh, be sure to get your YouTube and LinkedIn and and find out more about you. But I like to um, I like to give my guests uh, five or as many as many minutes as they like to kind of wrap up with any final thoughts that they want to leave with my guest. And um, yeah, man, the floor is yours. I've really enjoyed this. And uh, let us know. Let us know what you want to leave with. Yeah, thank you. So I would just say our conversation today was mostly about really, and it was a great discovery of shamanic journeys. And I feel there might be really people in the audience from the way our discussion went who are really interested in that. And I just want to encourage you that if you hold intentions, we, we didn't speak about intentions per se, but if you hold an intention, whether it is to be more active of a dreamer or to learn more about shamanic journeys and even if it is not about shamanic journeys at all or it's just a spiritual uh, journey if it is about that spiritual journey to hold that intention because we don't know how the universe works we i just love that god works in mysterious ways right and to not want to know how it works but that it actually works if i have the intention i want to meet someone or i i need help with this xyz please send someone or give me the right book it usually happens you know if we're not really getting in our own way and so i just want to encourage everyone who's listening to this to be more intuitive to trust your inner voice and if you have something that really is your passion to give it an intention and to really listen you know, because we oftentimes have an intention and then we're so working and busy with everything that not really anything comes in. So we need that quieting down. So if you if you know you have a busy mind to find some way where that that transmission can actually come in, where that answer, whatever it is, that intuitive voice can actually find its way to us. That is pretty much what I wanted to say. Follow your heart uh do keep on keep on keeping on on your journeys right uh, that is yeah it's perfect it's perfect man i i appreciate everything you said i really enjoyed talking with you um i'm gonna i'm gonna drop you off here and and close up the show if you'd hang out for a few minutes i'd like to catch up with you for a second after but uh martin it's been awesome and i uh and i, I really enjoyed you having here and uh, i hope you have a great evening yeah mahalo thank you all right talk to you in a minute all right. What a fascinating conversation. Uh, I definitely encourage you to check out all of Martin's info. The links will be down there, his website, his LinkedIn, his YouTube. Um, reach out with any questions if you're interested in um, exploring this further, if you had any questions. Um, I'd like to thank him for taking the time to hang out and chat. And uh, with that, this has been another episode of Lots to Talk About, and uh, we will catch up with you next week. I can see the light I can feel the sound